The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. There are business leaders that are making so much more than profit in their enterprises. They're elevating their businesses, teams, and themselves to add more value, and so can you. Welcome to the Business Elevation Show with host Chris Cooper. If you are looking for ways to elevate success while contributing to a better world, you'll want to listen for the next hour. Now here's your host, Chris Cooper. Hi, this is Chris Cooper and welcome again to another edition of the Business Elevation Show. And I'm so excited today. This is 200 and 50th show or 250th unique show we have actually um, aired over 300 shows now um, as I occasionally have holidays and things and do repeats but I am feeling so excited to to have the opportunity to really share with you today uh, some of the thoughts that um, I'm lessons and things like that from um, nearly six years of, of recording and before we do that, I want to say a, a huge thank you to my guest last week. I, I loved interviewing uh, Mike Dixon um, and also Lynn Preston. And, and the show was on category management, which is you know, quite a niche subject, um, but really relevant for anybody who sells uh, products. And um, I thought it was just a fascinating dip into the world of category management and how people develop almost individual profit centers for products and then go and you know look at how they can you know, market them effectively in retail spaces and that sort of thing. Um, so really top experts at that, that are in that area. Um, so I also want to say um, today um, that I'm absolutely delighted um, to um, have the opportunity to, um, to welcome um, a guest, a friend of mine, and to interview me today. Um, her name is uh, Tracy Wright. And Tracy is a chartered marketeer. She has nearly 20 years of experience in marketing, market research and communications. I know she's good because we work with her. 13 years experience in product development and project management. In fact, um, she created um, courses which were delivered to 160,000 delegates every a year. Yeah. 120 different countries and she delivers um, with us as well master classes in creative thinking marketing and communications with a twist and presentation skills and if you get the opportunity to um, visit um, Tracy Wright at Tracy Wright marketing.com it is Chris yeah yeah um, I'd worthwhile doing that have a look at Tracy's video on her site because uh, incredibly that video picked up something like 26 and a half thousand um, reviews and um, uh, sorry, views within six hours of it going to launch. So have a look and uh, see if you find it as amusing as uh, as I do. So a huge welcome today to uh, Tracy Wright, who will be interviewing me uh, around the 250 shows and le- learnings and lessons and that sort of thing. Thanks, Chris, and congratulations, 250 shows. So how does it feel then to have reached this milestone? Um. Well, it feels it feels great actually to uh, reach the mark. Never had anticipated that I would do ever do so many. Um, 
But uh, yeah, I, I guess I guess I started doing this program. I think I was about forty three, something like that. I'm, I turned forty nine this week. So. I know. I was just about to say you've had another <laughs> milestone. So happy birthday for Wednesday, yeah, Chris. Thank you. <laughs> Tell everybody how old you were, but. Okay. Well, thanks for inviting me to interview you, Chris. I have to say I'm very happy to be sat here in the hot seat, your hot seat, obviously. <laughs> Um, but okay then, you've actually been hosting the Business Elevation Show, uh, Be More, Achieve More, for almost six years. So here's a test of memory for you. How would you describe your first ever radio gig? And can, uh, and don't forget, who also was your first guest? Yeah, my first guest, going back to September 2011, of course, I'd done some interviewing before that, but I, I won't forget the first one. It was a very good a um, friend of mine, um, somebody I was, I'm privileged to know, who's called Meta Block. And Meta is a twice world champion rower from Denmark. She's a prolific speaker as well. And um, we in- I interviewed her around mental toughness, I think it was. And, and she was talking about you know, how, you know, how hard and how focused she had to be to become the best at uh, single schools rowing. Uh, but it's quite funny, the thing that I particularly... Um, you know, something that I really admired about Meta, it, it came to when I was writing my book, The Power to Get Things Done, Whether You Feel Like It Not, with Stephen Levinson. And I asked her about you know, if she had any examples of uh, in how she'd use a strategy to ensure she did something that she felt uncomfortable with. And she came up with a, an amazing example. She said she'd booked a 1,635-seat conference hall in Tivoli Gardens in Copenhagen uh, to do a one-woman stand-up comedy show. Now, She'd never actually done stand-up comedy before, and the only reason she did it was because she wanted to add more humor into her speaking. So she booked this amazing conference hall. She spent equivalent in pounds, probably 14,000 pounds, maybe $20,000 on booking this place. And then she had five years, sorry, five months, not years. She had five months to learn how to do stand-up comedy for this one-woman show, and it was apparently it was a huge success. But I just loved that example of someone setting a clear intention and then, you know, following it through and, and creating a situation that meant once she'd sold out every seat in that conference hall, she, she had to deliver. Um, so very brave, I thought. Incredible. And actually, we're going to talk a little bit more about that later, your book and following through on our intentions. So another question for you then, Chris, is how did you actually get into hosting a radio show? Because knowing you, as I do, there must have been a passion driving you to actually get on and do it. Oh, well, as, as you know, Tracy, I quite like talking. Well, <laughs> yes, yes, you're brilliant, Patrick, Chris. But also what I do like is um, I, I just like the special opportunity to be able to listen to people and to learn from them and, and to be able to ask really kind of thought-provoking questions. So I started hosting really um, the, the sort of – uh, phone-based uh, tele-seminars where I would invite people along to come and study a book and, and study a program with me. And I started inviting people to interview and I thoroughly enjoyed it. I really, really enjoyed that element of putting them at their ease and, uh, and trying to you know, help them to share their knowledge and their wisdom and their sort of full potential with people. So it just became something that I realized I was a little bit a little bit addicted to and uh, and got a lot of pleasure from really and I learned a lot too and also cool thing is people talk to me who wouldn't have given me the time of day otherwise but they have a reason to talk to me now and 
therefore, you know, you get to meet some nice friends. So. so when you are chatting to people then, is there a typical response you get from them when you tell them that you, you're actually hosting? Oh, you mean, you mean if I'm just out and about and I tell people, yeah. you know. Clients, friends. Well, it's quite interesting that I think some people go and, and clients say, God, that's really, really cool because it's not something that lots of people do over here. I mean, there's been in the six years I've done it. I know there's quite a few sort of podcast shows that have been inspired by this one. Um, however, there are some people who just really don't care less and have got no interest <laughs> whatsoever. Um, but I do, you know, I do occasionally have moments. I have sort of come off a stage before at a conference and I've had people take photos with me and things like that because they become fans of the show. And, and that's really, really nice to, to know, really. Well, you're the only person, Chris, I know who hosts a radio show in the UK, the lovely Chris Evans and Simon Mayo. So... <clears throat> As a host then, Chris, you've had the privilege of interviewing some seriously interesting characters, people from the world of business and sport, and there's been musicians and actors, and also experts from the world of arts and the military. So let me throw a few names at you then. There's been Tony Newman, Lolly Daskal, who has the most incredible name, Jack Canfield, Kathy Tracy, Brian Maine, Chris White... Wasim Khan, Kevin Routledge, and of course, the lovely um, late Stephen Sutton, plus, of course, a lot more fabulous people. So clearly then, you've had some incredible moments on the show, but what are your absolute favourite standout moments? Uh, gosh, I think I think we've had something like about 280 guests, something like that, and you know, I'd love to be able to mention them all. I think... I think there've been some sort of fun ones that I've enjoyed. There's been you know, a real mixture of some people that I just really admire because they've done the most ridiculous things, you know, real kind of outliers. Um, people like um, Billy Schwer, who became a world champion boxer, and he developed the mantra of train or die um, because he said, if, you know, if you've never been in a boxing ring, you'll know that there's a chance you're going to get killed. And that drove him on to becoming world champion. Uh, also, um, I think one of the moments that I particularly remember that was kind of fun was I read quite a few books by Jack Canfield, including The Chicken Soup of the Soul, many of the books in that series. And I was inspired by him and I had the opportunity to interview him with a lady called Amanda Brown. And I remember saying to Jack at the outset, I said, you know, Jack, I've got to say this. I'm not normally very nervous when I'm doing this. However... Today I am because I, you know, I read your books for so long, and he said, "Gee, Chris, and don't worry about it. I feel a bit like that myself sometimes." So I said, "When?" And he said, "When I'm talking to Obama." I also have had some very kind of moving moments on the show. I think you know, Brian Maine really inspired me when I realised that you know, this is a real maestro when it comes to goal setting and he created a system called goal mapping which many people use around the world and he speaks all over the world yet brian i think brian's probably in his 50s now yet at the age of 29 he came from a fairground family and at the age of 29 he couldn't read he couldn't write uh, he was a million pounds in debt because the family business had just gone bust i think his wife had left him if i remember correctly as well and i said how did you turn your life around and he said well, he said, um, you know, at that point I discovered goals and the importance of setting goals. And on the same show, uh, Carol Macy um, happened, I asked her the same question. I didn't know this. I'd known Carol for a long time. And she told me how her 
father had been from the West Indies. He'd been a um, he'd been an, in the RAF, and he felt um, discriminated against over in the country, this country. And he poured petrol over his head. He set himself alight and committed suicide. Her mum did it a few years later, and she then um, ended up on drink and drugs and had suddenly turned her life around one day. She discovered goals and uh, and started writing down what she really wanted. And she life. So some of those moments are really, really moving. I think we may mention Stephen Sutton uh, at the end. But I'm, you know, I also love people with, you know, really great models and systems. I love the, the show with Tony Newman you mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. She'd, you know, she's created a really good system for being different. Uh, Lolly Daskal, um, I loved um, her um, her book about, um, about leadership and her a system linked to the archetypes and you know, that was really really fascinating um uh, and so yeah it's just it's kind of unlimited um really you know the different ideas and thoughts and what i've what i've particularly enjoyed i guess so in terms of um shows then whether it's radio or tv um there are those moments when things don't go quite a plan it happens to all of us so you must have had one or two mishaps maybe a faux pas or two what's the worst thing that's happened to you on air (laughs) (laughs) there must have been something Chris Uh, well do you know what I actually I quite enjoy it when things go wrong I I see it as a bit of a challenge Mm -hmm. so I quite like to be you know spontaneous when that happens so I think I think it's good to keep calm maybe when other people are maybe panicking slightly so I quite I quite enjoy it occasionally, just with the challenge of of you know, turning something around. I remember, um, I'm, trying, I'm trying to think of his name now. There's a super guy that I interviewed, and in his show, um, we only managed about 30 minutes of it because his broadband just wasn't uh, wasn't strong enough. And in minutes, um, he he was a CEO of a company, and he he called me a few, it'd be about nine months later, and said, "Do you know that recording that you did? All of our." sales executives around the world use that recording and it's added enormous value to our business so i was delighted that out of something which seemed a little bit of a train wreck turned out to be really useful Uh, i've had fun where i had a guest who um, will be nameless who did some breathing exercises in the introduction i could hear him going (laughs) all the way through the uh, the intro that was a guest who um, couldn't make she, she got a speaking engagement and um, found herself doing the interview in a library. And some guy with a heavy cold and a newspaper <laughs> came into the library and he sat next to her and he he coughed and spluttered and he was opening his and closing his newspaper. And I was thinking, what was going on? I was sending her messages uh, through by system saying, you know, please stop coughing. Please keep, the, keep your paper still because I was thinking it was her. And it, and, it, and it wasn't. So, you know, those sorts of moments kind of stand out. We've had a f- one or two times where we've lost people. Uh, I think I, I disappeared. Uh, but on the whole, it's been a pretty smooth, smooth picture. And there's nothing I really, really regret. Um, I did have somebody who was a, a News of the World reporter once who I asked him the question about uh, what was one of his most uh, challenging investigative journalist moments and he proceeded for about 20 minutes to tell me about how he uncovered a, a network of, um, of wife swapping and went into quite graphic details. So that was quite memorable. Interesting. We all <laughs> I think, need these oh no, to stop. <laughs> but I know you're absolutely passionate about it and you're always encouraging people to hop online and to access the shows. So... Let's just talk a little bit now, Chris, about your business, yeah? 
you're incredibly passionate about the work that you do, which is developing businesses and their people. So what would you say are the typical issues that your clients face when they're elevating the performance of their businesses and their people? And how would you say that the show has helped you perhaps to better support them? Yeah, it's a really great question. And you know, just give myself a minute to, to think about that, a few seconds to think about that. I think you know, the, the, there are a number of challenges that people have, and it depends on, on the size of the organization. So I work with sometimes you know, fast-growing organizations with only two or three key, key people in the, in the organization and help them step change and grow through to, you know, maybe working with, I've worked with, with companies like Diageo and Carlsberg and that sort of thing. But often in terms of elevating performance, it's about elevating the thinking of people. Um, organizations need to attract um, and um, retain and develop their talent and, and get the most potential out of it, out of them. So I think that's, you know, we spend a lot of time doing really is running programs, is coaching, um, speaking at conferences and events and at, uh, at lectures and that sort of thing, which is people just take their thinking to the next level, helping them to, to think bigger, helping them to get themselves out of the way of moving towards achieving something big. And what I've really found, Tracy, with the show is I have the privilege every week of interviewing somebody uh, and often somebody quite special. And, and I pick up all sorts of ideas and thoughts and themes about running businesses, about developing yourself, about moving to the next level, about getting things done, about engagement, all sorts of ideas and thoughts that when I'm working with my clients, then we can, you know, that's all that, that information comes out at the right time mm-hmm. to help them. So it's definitely had a, you know, big, a big impact. So now, some of the stats, um, completely fascinate me, especially this one. Apparently, 35% of staff would be willing to take a pay cut to see their boss fired. Are you surprised by this? Yeah, we're going to have to go to commercial breaks. We can maybe continue more after the break. But I, I'm not surprised by that. If I look back on my career, I left my I left companies usually based upon my boss. And, um, you know, I think I had a couple of a couple of bosses that really weren't able to engage. One in particular was about as engaging as a role mop herring. And uh, as a consequence of that, I left the company and moved on. I think your boss is a really important person. They're important in terms of you've got your, you've maybe you've got your, a spouse and maybe you may have kids. You may not, but you've got family members. They're important to you. And, and, and your boss is almost in that mix of importance because they're impacting you and sometimes spending more time with you in a day. So um, it doesn't surprise me. And I think it's a challenge for um, for bosses to ensure they're not in that 35%. And in fact, what I would say is what they, where they should be is they should be in a situation where people would actually forgo a major pay rise to see you stay. I completely agree. Okay. So we'll go to commercial break now and we'll come back after the break, shall we? Yep, brilliant. Thanks, Chris. Voice America Business Network. 
Would you like to work personally with the host of this show to help realize your potential? Chris Cooper supports business leaders and high-potential individuals to achieve greater success in their businesses and careers. Support includes the opportunity to join a high-return group mentoring and mastermind program called The Achiever Program. One-to-one mentoring and coaching, facilitated leader development workshops and speeches. Email info at bemoreachievemore.com to arrange a free, no-obligation consultation to see how Chris and his team can help you. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. America is heading over a fiscal cliff. Home prices are still receding and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. If you hear a dog barking or an angel singing, then you know that you are listening to Waking Up in America. Heard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific Time, Valerie Kirkard and all of her friends will bring you powerful and humorous discussions that raise thoughts and give you insight on how to live your life to its fullest potential. Adventure is always a must on Waking Up in America with Valerie Kirkard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into the Business Elevation Show with your host, Chris Cooper. If you have a question or comment about our show, please direct your emails to chris at chriscooper.co.uk. That's chris at chriscooper.co.uk. Now back to Chris Cooper. Hi, this is Chris Cooper. I'm with Tracy Wright, and we're, we're talking about really the 250. 250- 50th show and actually i've got to say a congratulations to tracy who's who's because it's actually her first time she's ever interviewed anybody on a, on a show like this so um congratulations you're doing really well <laughs> you don't supply the wine yet do you chris no. <laughs> okay chris going back to your business which i know you're incredibly passionate about so business leaders then in general yeah um have been quite open about some of the most challenging parts of their job, which, as you said previously, is attracting, managing and leading their people. Now, I know that this is a subject which is really close to your heart, but how do you think business leaders view the importance then of engagement? I think this really varies. And, and you know, we, we mentioned there, we we started to talk about engagement and we talked, we talked, didn't have a lot of time really to talk about some of the issues and challenges because there are many for senior leaders, it's not just about attracting, managing, leading staff. However, you know, people clearly are, you know, the catalyst to leverage and do work, do activities, serve customers. Um, they're an absolutely fundamental and fundamental and essential part of any business. Um, so I think, I think engaging those people is, really really important you know every single the statistic and there's so many statistics that lead to this point that if you've got engaged people uh, their performance goes up if you've got engaged people um, productivity goes up 
uh, if people are engaged um, at health and safety, I think it was, you know, out of the 25%, bottom 25% of companies when it comes to engagement have 62% more accidents. Uh, th- there's just so much evidence around engagement. And I think big companies on the whole probably get it a bit more than smaller companies. And some of them have had consultants helping them uh, and developing engagement strategies, but not them all. We've seen lots of big companies that have been superseded by smaller ones where engagement has been even, even higher. I remember talking to a guy who was the HR director at LinkedIn uh, um, a few years ago. And, you know, what they were smart enough to do was to develop a culture in their organization whereby, um, it wasn't about what the senior management wanted. It was identifying a culture that the people they were trying to recruit would want to move to. And that was the actual brief. So they really get it. And I think the the challenge for smaller organizations who maybe don't is you need help because you're, gonna, you're not going to accelerate at the rate that you think you are. And you've also got to be brave enough to realize as a leader that engagement starts with you. And that um, it's not something you do to others. It's not something that you, um, you know, insist on others. It's something that you need to, you need to do by you know, leading from the front. So you need to learn the skills of being an engaging leader and take that very, very seriously. Ensure that your team are also engaging leaders. And that will permeate down to the management team. It will permeate down to your employees uh, if you also give them um, the opportunity to have a have a voice uh, and you're operating with authenticity and then that will permeate down to your customers. Well, let's just have a little chat then about two very well-known leaders. Okay. Um, everybody is familiar with Sir Richard Branson and as a leader, he is incredibly people-focused, wouldn't you say? And he's actually been quoted as saying, I truly believe that if you take care of your employees, then they will take care of your business. And also the um, the late Steve Jobs, he used a fantastic analogy for what he believed builds a strong business. And it, um, his analogy was this. He was saying, my model for business is the Beatles. They were four guys who kept each other's negative tendencies in check. They balanced each other. And the total was greater than the sum of the parts. And that's how I see business. You know, great things in business are never actually done by one person. They're done by a team of people. So these are two um, very, very successful leaders. They are incredibly people-focused. And as a result of that, they've got some really, really fantastic results. So that's sort of um, backing up what you're saying, isn't it, Chris? Well, it's been said that you know nobody ever achieved anything of great significance on their own. So you know, teamwork becomes is essential. There's, there's no getting around it. And, and whether on this show you've been listening to me talking to adventurers who've been or done some other, yeah, what might seem like harebrained expedition, um, which is very inspiring, you know, and, and those sorts of situations. Or you've got medical teams uh, or military teams. There are some teams where if that team doesn't perform, it's actually life or death. Mm. The challenge for business is sometimes it isn't immediately life or death. Um, however, ultimately, it could be, you know, from a, a financial perspective and from the ability to employ. Exactly. And getting it right. The total. Why wouldn't you want to? Yeah. And I think the other thing is I believe that, that people are the essence of why we're actually in business. 
Um, obviously, there's you know some of us are you know care about environment and care about wildlife and other things, but people are very very important. And people who um, believe in your values and you know um, want to want to work with you uh, will, if if their values are met, will stay with you. And I think there's a real significant thing here about retaining and that they will be attracted to the take care of them um, from a personal perspective as well as a financial perspective and then that will engender better loyalty. Absolutely. So in terms of your show then, Chris, how do you um, believe that it complements the work that you do in your own business? It it complements it greatly. I mean, the show is called The Business Elevation Show. To our business as around business elevation, it has my name on it. I'm not sure whether I actually need my name on it. Um, I might even take it off at some point. But the, for me, the important bit is not Chris Cooper. The important bit is helping organisations to move uh, to the next level. Uh, and, and hopefully, you know, I want to work with organisations that are doing work that is good uh, and is adding value out there uh, to the workplace. And having this show is is fantastic. It's fantastic in being able to you know, learn, expand our thinking, and, but also create great connections. If you do something like this, you get to know really fascinating people. And some of those people become friends. Some of those people you end up doing business with. Uh, some of those people will refer you and your services to others, and you'll refer them and their services to others. So it really it complements. And I think as well, we've, we've had I set an intention to act, to add value to over a million people, and I believe we've 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 hit that over the years in terms of people who've accessed this this show, and and it's a way of elevating what we do. And I think if you if you have something on the that says business elevation, you need to be able to demonstrate that you can do it yourself, and that that sends out that message as well. Another thing I think that is really helpful. I'm a, also a speaker. And I facilitate programs and masterclasses. Last night I was speaking to uh, a group, amazing group of underprivileged uh, teenagers who were doing in, and early twenties who were doing all things in the area of um, sort of music and uh, and plays and down in London at something called the Big House. Uh, and I was talking to them about my book. Um, on Tuesday, I'm talking to 100 leaders and managers um, at a university in the north of England. Being able to talk on this show, and it helps to clarify my thinking, uh, and it gives me experience, I think, to share things with greater clarity and you know, knowledge. So in terms of um, the show then and how it complements your work, there's something else that, um, uh, that complements your work, which is your book, Um, So you've co-authored a book with clinical psychologist Dr. Stephen Levinson called The Power to Get Things Done, Whether You Feel Like It or Not. So your book then, Chris, is to do with um, all those good intentions that we have, the things we absolutely know we should be doing for us to be more successful and happy, but we actually struggle to get them done. It's the things on our to-do list that we find so tedious and boring that it's sometimes almost enough to induce nausea. Hmm. So to give you an example, Chris, I absolutely know that it's time for me to upgrade our home office computer. It's creaking at the seams, super slow and starting to smoke. But the thought of someone talking to me in techie speak, even for 10 minutes, is enough to put me in a coma. So I keep putting it off. So can you tell me then more about your book and how everyone listening to get these important things done? 
which tend to go to the bottom of the pile. <laughs> so let me tell you where the book came from. The book uh, came from a realization a few years ago uh, when my business was struggling that I was doing the things I like to do and not the things that were necessarily appropriate to run a successful business. And this is something, it's a problem that many of us face. We have so much noise, we call it goo, so many activities maybe in our lives. Uh, there's so many more things we can do often. We've often got so much freedom as well to choose, and we see things on the internet, and we get ideas more quickly as technology races ahead and changes. Uh, we may um, have you know feel fearful around getting things uh, done that we want to get done. Um, there's so many reasons that can hold us back. In fact, I was quite amused with uh, teenagers I was talking to last night, and one of them said, I said, what's holding you back from getting the things you want to do? And he said, the police. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and um, so, so then I think what um, you, you have to realize, though, is that it's actually not your fault, that we're not wired to get the things done we need to do. We're wired more towards avoiding pain and doing things that we like. Uh, and there will be things like your computer that just make you groan and, oh, gosh, I just, you know, it's like the worst thing in the world, spending your time on it, and you keep putting it off and putting it off. But, however, you have to think through what are the consequences of that. If that computer fails, does it have the imp an impact, big impact on my business and be able to, be able to function? Um, what I recommend to people is that you sit down regularly and you actually think about what are your intentions. What are those important things that you need to get done to, um, you know, for your, for your business uh, and in your life um, to work effectively? And, and also have a look at your life from the perspective of when you're older, looking back, maybe you're 85, 90 years old. Um, what life that would leave you thinking that I've lived a life well? Um, but keep looking, get clear about your intentions and things that you, and drop better to remember helping a, a guy once who, whose son was at university and he asked me if I would coach his son, which is not something I usually do. Um, but when I talked to his son about his intentions, I mean, he, he, he had a few intentions, not really thought about many, but we created some. But there was one thing he was spending 30 hours a week on, and that was video games. So. <laughs> You've got some great examples in the book about how people have sort of burnt the bridges behind them, haven't you? So we talked about Metablock earlier. Can you share maybe another couple of examples? Um, I think I think so. I, yeah, I mean, I think that is an important um, thing is to is, is really to develop strategies to ensure that you you get the things you don't like done, and that's really really key. And I think that's what we're talking about here. Um, I I, uh, I think there are people who've completely you know burned their bridges. Chris White, I remember interviewing. He was a saxophone player of Dire Straits. And, and a number, he's worked with a number of other big bands as well, a fascinating guy. And he told me about how he became so fixated with his guitar, so his, 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 um, his saxophone, and he would stop going out with, with friends just because he wanted to get better, because he had this dream. Um, I also loved an interview called Jack Higginbotham, who was the president of um, Paul Reed Smith um, guitars, PRS guitars, and uh, and he told me about how Paul, you know, would make guitars in his garage, and he would stand outside, um, uh, you know, stand outside concert halls because he was so keen uh, to get these guitars played by 
um, significant people. Um, and eventually Carlos Santana ended up playing his guitars and now only ever plays them and it's become a really big guitar brand. But he, he burnt his bridges. He just focused on what he loved doing um, and did, um, did nothing else and you know, had people like Jack holding him to account. So uh, I think that's kind of quite important really you got all the people to hold you to account and you develop a strategy that outweighs the pain um becomes more painful not to do it than it becomes um painful to do it if that makes sense it absolutely does so looking back then um chris at the last five years or so um what have you learned about yourself and what would you say your takeaways are um what have i learned about myself (laughs) There must be a lot, Chris, because you've, like I say, you've had 250 interviews now. Well, yeah, I mean, the one thing I would say that I've learned about myself is that I think it does send out a good signal to people if you've got discipline to keep on doing something. And I've met many people who've said to me, oh, you know, doing these sort of podcast things, they don't really work. So what do you mean? Well, you know, I wanted to generate money out of it and we did 10 shows and nothing happened. And I think um, you have to look, I think what I've learned is you have to, you know, give to gain really. So I think I've, um, I've, I've learned, you know, this, this thing about consistency and showing up week in, week out, week in, week out. And as a consequence of that now, you know, we'd never struggle for guests. We're always booked three or four months ahead. We have amazing guests um, coming up. There's a reputation around the show. People say great things about it. There's an energy about it. Um, so I think for myself, I've realized that I am somebody who's got discipline. I care as well. You know, I really generally do this because I want to add value to people. And what it makes me think is that when I look back on my life, I'll be able to look back at it and realize I have helped people. And I think, you know, that's important. So I'm kind of living living my intentions that I set for my life and following through with them through this show. Um, I think um, biggest takeaways from the show, well, we've got a minute now before um, before commercial break, so maybe, yeah, maybe we'll, we can <coughs> spend more time on that. We can after yeah. that. But there's been, yeah, been a lot of takeaways from talking to talking to great uh, people. I think what I've also had feed, feedback from people is they, they – they tend to think about, um, helping them. Some of them say that, you know, I'm bring, in the interviews, I bring their potential out. So I'm living my purpose, which is enabling others to realize their potential. I'm actually helping the, the, the guests as well to realize theirs, you know, helping them structure their thinking and their thoughts around their subject. So I'm kind of providing a bit of a service, but at the same time, I am I'm fulfilling my own purpose, which is about helping others to realize their potential, whether they're listeners, whether they're the, um, their guests or whether it's myself. I think we're going to go to commercial break now, Tracy. <laughs> okay. We'll be back again in just a couple of minutes. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Would you like to work personally with the host of this show to help realize your potential? Chris Cooper supports business leaders and high potential individuals to achieve greater success in their businesses and careers. Support includes the opportunity to join a high-return group mentoring and mastermind program called the Achiever Program, one-to-one mentoring and coaching, facilitated leader development workshops and speeches. Email info at bemoreachievemore.com to arrange a free, no-obligation consultation to see how Chris and his team can help you. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. 
Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. From the boardroom to you. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into the Business Elevation Show with your host, Chris Cooper. If you have a question or comment about our show, please direct your emails to chris at chriscooper.co.uk. That's chris at chriscooper.co.uk. Now back to Chris Cooper. Hi, this is Chris Cooper. I'm with Tracy Wright. Um, I was just listening to the advert there, and uh, it made me smile when they referred to from the boardroom. Uh, and I'm just imagining people yawning, sitting there in a in a warm office. So if you if you are or do know people who are sitting in a very boring uh, boardroom, uh, then this is a place to come to and uh, gain some inspiration because those meetings shouldn't be boring, and they should be <laughs> inspiring and helping your business to move forward um if you are interested in finding out more about the show do um do sign up go to chriscooper.co.uk and do subscribe to the newsletter there and we do send one out um monthly um typically uh, and we do share you know thoughts and also um what's coming up in terms of future shows and things so anyway i'll pass back to you tracy to um put me under the spotlight once more Thank you, Chris. Um, just before um, the break then, we were actually talking about um, your biggest takeaways from the shows over the last five years. So what would you say they are? Oh, my word. Over five years. What I, say? I, think, I think what I've learned, you know, there are people out there, there are some people out there who are kind of outliers and they go and do amazing things. Uh, my friend uh, Neil Lawton, uh, who um, you know, built a flying car and flew it over the Sahara uh, and has been up Everest, and Cathy O'Dowd has been up Everest from both sides, and uh, various people who've done things. Often those, they're kind of outliers. You know, they're, they're not kind of quite wired like the rest of us, really. Um, but I think what I realize is in terms of sort of self-development and business, there's kind of a process to it. Uh, and those people who really follow that process, you know, of – thinking about um, you know, clearly what it is they want to do, um, getting a sense of purpose around um, who am I, um, what really inspires and motivates me, uh, and being prepared to put their energy behind that. Uh, I think it's important, obviously, to be innovative and to be great with people and to, uh, to listen to people and to engage with people. To I, I learned from Marshall Thurber, I remember, um, he said to me after an interview with me, and he's an amazing guy. He's he um, was an attorney and he's a speaker and he's a multi-million um, dollar um, guy with multiple homes and things like that. But he spent half an hour at the end of the interview with me, asking me questions and finding about about me, and I felt so special. And I was just amazed that this incredible guy was interested in me. And I asked him after that, I said, "What?" Do you think, Marshall, is that when you look back in, in your career, and he, this guy's in his mid-70s, I think, uh, what is the import, most important thing when it comes to success? And he said, Chris, he said, be more interested than interesting. 
And I think often we strive to say, look how good I am, look how good I am, I do this and do that. And, you know, sometimes I may be guilty of that myself. Is that people truly feel special when you take interest in them and find out about them and understand them and, and care for them? Um, so I think there's a place for being kind in business as well. I think uh, I think there's a place for business being uh, business for good. Um, but what I've, I guess I've learned is that out of all these people that I've interviewed, who maybe you know from all sorts of different backgrounds, doing all sorts of different uh, different things, is that. I haven't actually interviewed it that many. Interviewed that many people that I would say are absolute geniuses. I mean, I've interviewed a few that have kind of blown me away. There was one guy who um, we had a bit of a joke about. Um, I asked somebody a difficult question with thirty seconds to go, which was one of my mistakes, and mm-hmm. and uh, I said, you know, I almost asked him to dis- describe um, the law of relativity, and he and uh, <laughs> and he said he t- he basically dis- basically defined the law of relativity to me within less than thirty seconds before the commercial break. So he was a bright one. But most people, they're just like you and I. Uh, they've just developed a dream. They're following their purpose. Uh, they have been prepared to overcome all sorts of obstacles, all sorts of barriers. There's always things in, in the way uh, that um, I think I would therefore recommend on that is that if you're at a place at the moment where you're feeling you know, frustrated or you're feeling like you're not achieving what you want to do. All these people will have been at that point themselves. And it's quite hard when you're at that point to see that things are going to change. But in hindsight, in, in 10, 20 years or whatever, you could look back, you'd realize actually that was a really helpful period. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we all go in and out of these, um, these periods of, um, of, of sort of challenges. And uh, we just need to keep on going and we just need to keep on keep the faith and keep on moving forward really and and and, you know and I think what's um what I love about your shows Chris is you have such incredible guests on the show who are prepared to be open and honest not just about their successes but also about their struggles and I think that's where it adds a huge amount of value to the people that are listening because um I would guess that People listening now, you know, they've got their own successes, but they've got their own struggles too. And I would, I would imagine that people can actually take a lot away from this. Well, I, I hope so. And I think that's a, it's a really important thing to realize that, you know, everybody that I speak to has been through these times and they have been through, through challenges. And indeed, indeed I have. And, uh, you know, I realized when I was speaking last night to um, or these, these sort of teenagers, and I was telling them my story. You know, I've been through some difficult times during my life, and yet, actually, when I look back on it, I've achieved quite a lot. And uh, and I think, um, you know, I think what is interesting is we shouldn't necessarily compare ourselves. So, you know, don't don't compare yourself with me. <clears throat> you might be in a completely different period of your life to me, um, but. Um, your comparisons with people who are, are maybe in a different place to you uh, can be, uh, and indeed you may not want to because you might be in a far, far more, but by the way, um, but comparing to yourself is necessarily helpful because you're all on a journey and you're all on it at different times. You know, learn some wisdom and knowledge from others, but don't feel um, that you're inferior in any way uh, because you're just at a different phase. And I loved. There's a quote that I've, I've mentioned several times on this show, and that was by Tony Robbins. And he said that people significantly overestimate what they can achieve in a year, 
but they significantly underestimate what they can achieve in 10. And so many of my guests have said to me, you know, it, people just think I'm doing really well. I mean, Lindsay Levin was one of those from Leaders Quest. And uh, she was saying, you know, people, people think I've been an overnight success, but it's taken me 17 years to do this <laughs> of my life and sweat and blood. Um, just, just be prepared to be patient and keep going. I think that's what's really great about the show, Chris. You know, the honesty and the openness from, you know, the great people that uh, you've interviewed. So, okay then. So the, for the people listening in, Chris, who are thinking, you know what? I wouldn't mind hosting a radio show myself. What advice? I would say that if you only do it, if you, like me, love interviewing people and you love finding out more, because this is a brilliant way to do research. I think get your objectives clear up front. It's not usually to make money. In fact, uh, it can be a way to um, to lose a lot of time when you could be earning money. Um, but you can also, though, with it, have some surprises. And it may be that some of the expectations you have out of this may not materialize, but other surprising ones will. So I didn't expect necessarily that, uh, you know, the how helpful it would be when it comes to a book. So you know, I have so many people I'm talking to that I can draw case studies and evidence to from the, uh, the show. I know some people have even turned their books, so it can be great for content and for material. Uh, great for networking. It's great for your own confidence. It's it's as uh, you you know you're finding out, Tracy. You know, doing your first show, you're doing actually doing very well um, in terms of um, interviewing me today. But it's not actually easy for a start, is it? But you, it, is, it isn't easy. No, you actually when you're actually thinking about it. Uh, in fact, when you asked me about it, I thought, oh yeah, absolutely fantastic. But it's not until you're here and, you know, actually doing the interview, you realize, actually, it is much more difficult. Mm. Uh, you're obviously a natural because you've been doing this now for such a long time. Um, but, yeah, I would say, yeah, it's not, it's not an easy thing to do. Uh, that's quite the thing, though. For me now, actually, it is very easy, really. Uh, and there's always things that you can improve and learn upon. But I've done so many that it's just natural. Uh, sort of process so again if you try to compare you started off and you kind of were comparing yourself with with me uh, you might be um, feeling about a bit frustrated at the end of it potentially but I've done 250 hours of these so I've cut my teeth (laughs) (laughs) Um, now talking about you Chris it is your 250 this show so let's find out a little bit more about you okay so without your radio host um, hat on and without your business elevation on on a day off where would we find you what are you likely to be doing i'm probably most likely to be ferrying children between football games um you know things to do with school um standing on the touch lines watching football games or running events or i'm likely to be in my garden actually um, i love we love our garden and uh, when I'm kind of mirroring it and we're working on it, uh, there's usually no place that I'm actually an awful lot happier, if I'm honest. And would uh, that be me. playing your guitar at the same time? I don't tend to play the guitar while I'm cutting the lawn. Um, <laughs> sat outside uh, <laughs> in your lovely garden. I uh, I do play the guitar. Okay. I do enjoy that. So I, I made a decision of when I had children. We had children. I had lots of different hobbies. But I thought the guitar, if I kept that one going, I'd drop the golf and it takes up full days um but the guitar i can just pick it up and play for 
an hour or two hours or something like that at, um, at a time. So it's quite flexible like that. I also particularly love going fishing, actually, and that's really, really cool um, because it gives me a nice mental break from uh, from work. And then, of course, as, as people will know, uh, I'm a, uh, I love the city football. You're a massive fan, Chris. You're always talking about it. Yeah, it balls the pants off people. Um, but I do enjoy taking my son to that and taking a, taking a guest each week when there's a game at home. Okay, and then one final question, Chris. Um, if there's one personal message that you'd like to share with your listeners ahead of the weekend, what would that be? Oh, my word. Um, what would I like to share? I think I would like to recommend that you just make the most of your precious time and that you ensure that what you're doing is that you're clear about where you're heading and and make make the use of your time you know a, a really sort of worthy and positive one i had um, a guest on the show which you mentioned earlier on called stephen sutton and stephen touched me deeply he was 19 years old he had uh, teenage cancer and i interviewed stephen just a couple of minutes before so a couple of minutes, um, about th- sorry, three days before he put what he thought was his final message on Facebook. In fact, he probably within about ten days he'd he'd actually died. Um, but Stephen said to me, he said, Chris, he said, look, the cancer has given me so much motivation, um, but I've got so little time. But I see so many people around the world with so much time and so little motivation. So Chris, just remind people to make every second count. So really appreciate your special your your special time. Uh, you you never too old to um, to achieve things that give you pleasure that that help others um, and I would I would recommend this weekend probably as well you know try being with people more interested and interesting as well maybe with your children with your your spouses or with your family you know find out what's really going on with them and their lives and use it as an opportunity to get you know more connected with them because at the end of the day. Uh, money doesn't really matter if you haven't got good health uh, and uh, what people really look back on with any regrets is there's their relationships and the relationships with others and the impact they had so every second count and um, you know live well really I think that's a really great message and one that perhaps we all need to think about a little bit more than we actually do but Chris thank you so much congratulations 250 shows thanks very much for inviting me and I'd just like to say goodbye to your lovely listeners and say have the very best weekends back to you Chris uh, th- thank you very much Tracy and and sincerely well done on interviewing me today <laughs> it's I wanted Tracy I, I, I partly wanted Tracy to do this because Tracy does some great work with us and, and to experience uh, you know a little bit of my life and a little bit of the work that we do and so it's been really great to have her experience that today and and i think she's done very well um and uh, i just want to just also just mention and say a huge thank you to you for listening and uh, you know out of the 250 shows you're actually the most important thing and you really make my day when you send in comments and you tell me how a show's impacted you and how it's impacted your life so i want to say a huge you know thank you to everybody who listens to this who shares it with their friends and with their with their contacts um you make it all worthwhile um so thank you uh, i just also just mentioned on the show next week richard's a hugely expe- experienced guy in the insurance world and we're going to talk really about um 
about growing small businesses. He's an expert at helping uh, insurance brokers to develop and grow their businesses. Um, he's somebody that I hugely admire. I was, was a client of mine um, a number of years ago. We did some tremendous work together, and uh, I greatly, greatly admire him. Um, so he's uh, an inspirational guy and have lots of great thoughts and ideas. So do join us on the show next week. Uh, and in the meantime, I wish you a wonderful uh, week ahead or if you listen to this from the archive um, I um, wish you well and enjoy um, delving through the archive and um, I hope it uh, all this information adds to you and uh, helps you so thank you very much we thank you for listening to the business elevation show please join your host Chris Cooper again next Friday at 8am US Pacific time on the Voice America Business Channel Be more, achieve more.